Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to learn tips, tricks, and stories from other investors in the field. If you feel we provide a value to you, go ahead and hit that thumbs up, share, whatever it may be. And if you'd like for us to cover a specific topic, let us know in the comments or reach out to us through our website. Today, we have a very special guest, so buckle up, grab your pen and paper, and enjoy the ride. Right, we are back. Marshall, Dan, thank you guys very much for joining. How are you guys doing today? Hey, we're doing great. Doing great, yeah. Thanks for having us. Awesome, I love it. Um, to get us started, uh, why don't you guys give yourselves a little bit of an introduction, who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in real estate in the first place. Sure, yeah, this is Marshall speaking here. Um, so I got started as a broker agent about five and a half years ago out of uh, Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. So I've been mainly practicing as a broker there. Um, uh, we're from, I'm from Chicago originally. I've also got, I had my license for a little while in uh, rural Colorado and practiced out there as well. Um, and then in the last couple of years, I developed this platform called Broker Assist. Um, that has added a lot of value to agents and brokers for referral networking nationwide, as well as an expanded gig, uh, gig economy for real estate agents to get coverage on uh, any deal-specific tasks they might need from fellow agents and brokers in their uh, brokerage firms. So it's been a little bit of brokerage, a little bit of technology, and investment as well. Yeah, and this is Dan. I have 20-plus years in real estate I was always interested in real estate as a kid. My grandfather was a big real estate investor in Chicago, and he taught us the value of investment in real estate. And over the years, as I grew my investment portfolio, I knew I needed to add real estate. So 20 plus years ago, I bought my first property, single family home. I did rehab and then uh, I got addicted to that and have uh, done multifamily and other large structures as well. So it's been a 20 plus year fascination with real estate. I'm still learning a ton. And um, also now in uh, real estate development uh, around the uh, software development. And it's been you know really wonderful. I have a um, background in technology. I worked at IBM for 20 plus years. I'm the current chief revenue officer of Nerdery, uh, a major digital innovator and transformation company with companies like Google and Verizon and others as our clients. So uh, the real estate market's always looking for new invention. And when Marshall came with this idea around real estate technology, I thought, yeah, let's do it. So I'm the founding advisor of Broker Assist with them as well. I love it. So you guys, um, I mean, between the two of you, you guys kind of spanned pretty much everything that you can do, um, except for it sounds like lending <laughs> in real estate. You got... Uh, Mark, yeah. <laughs> on your side, you're um, you you're a broker, and then you also started Broker Assist, which is PropTech. Um, and then Dan, mm -hmm. it sounds like you've been buying holds and development and rehabs um, for 20 years now. Yes, yeah, and I just started uh, my first investment property recently, a three flat in Colorado. Um, so it's been you know quite an interesting project, learning a little bit of handyman work there too. So a little bit of everything in real estate here. Yep. Nice. Nice. You're doing the work yourself? A little bit here and there. You know, I'm learning as we go. <laughs> Mostly first, contracting. Yeah. yeah, the first one is always the hardest example. one. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> for sure. Awesome. I'm learning a lot. 
so uh, so the thing that kind of brings you two together is um, is the prop tech. It is the 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 software that you guys are developing together. Um, you, know, you guys each have your own separate uh, businesses, and then you know the thing that ties you together is that prop tech. Is that about right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. I love it. Um, so I kind of want to. We all know that like real estate, it it there's a spectrum or a process that happens um, when you start investing, um, and the very beginning of that that sequence is finding the property. Um, so what I really, how I really like to start these out is figure out, you know, how it is exactly you guys go about finding the properties. Um, Marshall, it sounds like you're more on the broker side. So this is more a, a question pointed towards Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's um, a great question. I think that the first thing to do is understand what you want to invest in as far as your portfolio is it a single family home? Is it a multifamily? Is it a mixed use or is it a commercial only? And that'll help understand what the kind of return you expect on it is. And obviously, uh, you know, I kind of did in reverse order. The highest yield would be a single family home that you want to go for. And then the lowest risk has been commercial, honestly, up until COVID, which I think has changed significantly now with uh, much commercial space available and having significant challenges in that area. So um, you first have to know what that risk profile looks like in return, and then um, really understand what area. So one, what type of investment, then two, what area you want to invest in. Are you comfortable in a remote investment that you would be likely having a manager um, work on the property for you, uh, leasing the space, et cetera? Or would you rather be more hands-on and closer to that asset that you're going to invest in? Uh, I think location is really important. And then uh, the third is, do you want to do it by yourself or with partners? And those are the top three things that I look at as a piece of real estate investment is, again, what type of property um, will help to determine the, the return, uh, where that locate, where that investment will be. And then, again, will you... Um, have a partner or will you do it by yourself? Gotcha. I love it. And, uh, partnerships is definitely one of the most, um, the, the most, the thing that brings the most reward, um, to a business and it can also be the thing that, uh, that kind of tears a business down when you don't have a good, um, a good partnership set up. Um, is there any piece of pieces of advice you can give on, on the end of partnerships? Um, I'm sure if you've been in the business long enough, you've seen, um, good partnerships, bad partnerships, um, so kind of go into that and how do you identify people that you really feel like, um, what makes a good partnership? Yeah, that's a great question. Partnerships, are, if you decide to go into real estate uh, investment with a, with a partner, you're really going to have to decide on what each of your roles are going to be. Um, I've seen in my uh, experience, individual investments with silent partners those honestly tend to be the best because you're going to continue to be the decision maker. And then that person has put the money in and will be a silent partner and will not control the decision making in that investment. Um, they may have some exit terms that you'll want to agree to, um, but those kind of work really well because they trust who you are. They trust your experience. Those tend to be for more mature uh, investors that have the ability to um, gain capital from sources like friends, family, and maybe even qualified investors too. Um, I would say the next one that I think more is more common are people that have uh, shared partnership 
uh, decision-making, shared capital requirements. Those tend to be the hardest because you do have to come with a expectation of what each, each uh, roles are going to be. And if you're bringing both uh, skill sets are similar, I think that's a challenge because then you start the headbutt. But if one wants to take care of the development of the uh, increase in the value of the property, another wants to handle the business side of it, such as paying the bills, make sure the rent is paid and, and uh, identifying the right tenants, that tends to work out really well. And that, that partnership should be spelled out. Even if it's a really close friend or a family member, I would highly recommend that there still be a partnership agreement that's very clear in each of your roles and responsibilities. Um, and then I've seen partnerships as fractional partnerships too, where someone says, hey, look, I, I'm just going to invest in a portion of it, but I also want to say so in it. And that could be where you have three or more investors where they'll come in and identify a property together. Um, those tend to work out really well when they have different skill sets, bringing some may bring more capital than others. Others may do more of the hands-on work and others may you know, do more of the advising from a distance um, especially having someone local close to that in, that property may be the reason why you might want to go to a third investor. If, if there's two primary investors that are bringing most of the money and skill, but then want to have somebody that has some uh, skin in the game, if you will, um, maybe a local investor that's closer to the property. So those are the types of partnership uh, agreements that I've seen work really well. And when you don't set the expectations up early, they can go wrong. Gotcha. I love that. And expectations are definitely key. Um, and it sounds like it, it all kind of uh, boils down to how decisions are made um, and really, really, um, you know, getting in sync on how decisions will be made, whether one person will be silent, who will be doing what, um, and getting that all up front before you actually proceed into the partnership. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. And then have clear understanding of the financial um, outcomes that you desire as investors. So there's not some you know, mismatch on something happening and then someone being unexpectedly, you know, wanting to exit the, the partnership, which could really you know, jeopardize the overall investment. Absolutely. Um, so this one applies to both you guys. Um, I mean, we, we were talking about the very mm -hmm. beginning of the, of the process of, um, you know, investing in a real estate and that is finding the right deal. Um, and even before you, or I guess it would be after you identify your criteria, you have to start bringing in the leads. Um, this is a, applicable to both, you know, being an agent broker and an investor. Um, so how do you guys go about um, bringing in leads for your businesses? Do you do uh, digital marketing? Do you do yellow letters? Um, how is it that you go about finding those? Yeah, I mean, traditionally, um, a lot of my businesses come from referrals. So extending, um, you know, through past clients, family and friends and letting everyone know, <laughs> right? Hey, I'm in business. Um, you know, call on me when you need something. Um, I think that's a huge part of our business that's under leveraged by a lot of agents and brokers. Um, I'd say too, you know, we, we, um, when it comes to finding investment property, I mean, a lot of it is some spread, you know, spreadsheet work, right. Um, and looking at cap rates and all sorts of metrics, um, uh, rents and this, you know, finding out all that information. Um, and, and following the MLS very closely uh, is really how I've done it. I, I was on this first property of mine. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to our, you know, technology business, it's been 
little combination of everything. That's a whole nother beast when it comes to marketing, especially as a double-sided marketplace that we're um, developing, uh, you know, being out. I think my the biggest success we've had with that and even as a broker agent is the shaking of hands. Like I said, putting yourself out there, um, going to the conferences, going to the uh, networking events locally and nationally with NAR and and shaking hands and getting to know other investors um, and and they may have the next opportunity right um, and the, that shows up so um, that's where you know networking has played a huge role in our success whether it's with broker assist in this technology as a broker agent um, as an investor finding that next big deal I mean just hearing uh, Colorado even uh, just at a music or no it was a film festival in Telluride I'm meeting a, um, a big-time real estate investor uh, who's out of Utah, and and under you know developing uh, and growing our network there for um, further um, investment capabilities with angel investors and such. So I think that's a big part of it is just putting yourself out there and learning um, in that process for me at least. Yeah. I love it. Yep. And uh, I, I think your words have been echoed across every single episode I've had is that networking and relationships pretty much are the crux of um, real estate. And it's, uh, it's not mm -hmm. only the, yep, it's not only the way to, um, to further your deals, it's also the way to find the deals. So um, love that you mentioned yeah. that. So I want to jump um, here and, and switch gears just a little bit. Um, you guys mentioned that you are, you know, the thing that ties you guys together is the software that you're developing. Um, and so I want to dive into that just a bit and understand, um, you know, what it is that your software does and, uh, and how it can be, um, you know, investors and there's brokers that listen to this podcast as well, um, how they can utilize uh, that platform. Sure. Uh, so Broker Assist is the new collaboration and referral network uh, for real estate agents and brokers. Uh, so we have essentially built out what is considered the gig economy for real estate professionals. Um, so similar to like all these gig economies out there, Uber and Grubhub and all these things where, uh, you know, we have these double sided marketplaces, people seeking help, other people, um, you know, pitching in right and, and delivering a service. So um, with real estate agents and brokers, what we found um, working as realtors ourselves, is there's this highly uh, disintegrated uh, system in place when agents and brokers need assistance from each other for last minute showings, inspections, um, appraisals, final walkthroughs, any deal specific tasks, open houses uh, that come up and maybe they're out of town or across town and can't make it, something comes up last minute and we need to delight our clients on demand, right? And typically mobile first. As realtors, we have moved to a mobile first um, technology across our uh, different platforms and and uh, like whether it's CRMs and whatnot. So we, we put it all together in one spot where you can um, seek assistance in the gig economy, uh, hire other fellow realtors within your firm. Um, if you wanna keep it in-house, um, that is of course available through our white label solutions. Um, and then outside of firms as well for other virtual firms that exist nowadays. Um, and then the other side of it is the referral networking piece, which is nationwide. Uh, we do not charge any commissions on our referral networking. We're simply a connection source. Um, so agents and brokers can post for on-demand assistance on a referral, meaning, hey, I'm in Chicago. I have a referral going to um, New York. And 
Uh, I'd like to get connected in my meeting with that client who is moving in 45 days now that we're under contract. It needs to find a place um, so we don't lose out, which typically we lose out big time on those uh, referrals because our clients go find an agent, you know, on Zillow or some other platform, and we don't ever get that 30% cut um, of that uh, referral commission. So it provides that on-demand mobile-first technology um, for that networking. Yet again, networking a huge piece of real estate. Whether you're, you know, an investor or um, or broker owner agent, um, it's it's essential. So. Uh, we put it all together in one platform. Payments are integrated if you'd like to pay directly through the app, um, because what we've also found is a big sticky point is the, you know, chasing down checks and cash still um, instead of having it in one spot um, in one, one app. Um, and then, of course, reducing our email noise, uh, which is at a brokerage firm. A lot of our white labels, that's a huge selling point is that they get rid of um, so much email noise from all these jobs and assistance agents. Um, you know, partake in and as well as the referral piece uh, that we send emails out of on all the time. Um, so there's a lot to it. And uh, of course, you can visit our website for more um, on that brokerassist.com. Wow, I, uh, I really like that idea. So it's a gig economy for the real estate industry. And this I'm assuming this can be applied mm-hmm. also to, um, you know, investors who are doing FISBO who are trying to sell their own uh, their own houses and you know so many times you're on the job or, or something comes up and you just can't get to the property when you need to be um, showing it and so they can use your app um, to find somebody to go out and basically uh, step in to where they're they're kind of dropping the ball is that correct yeah you know we have definitely looked at expanding it to that i mean currently right now when you sign up we're asking that everyone is uh, licensed real estate professional. So if you are great, yes. If you happen to be also licensed and an investor, absolutely. Um, and if you're not licensed, at, feel free to shoot us an email, support at brokerassist.com, and I will set you up for sure for investors. We're, we're willing to um, customize it in that fashion because it is something we we know is a, a need. It, we haven't seen a huge need for it yet because we're only in the marketplace now for about five months. So, um, but we're we're definitely open, yeah, to expanding that. I love that idea. Cool. Well, I uh, I hope your your um, app sees success because I can definitely see the the potential there. I've uh, I've tried to sell my own houses before Fisbo style, and yeah. um, things come up, and it would would have been nice to have that kind of app um, in my back pocket at that point. Right. Yeah, have that exactly. virtual assistant. Yeah. Anytime you need. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I love it. Um, so we try to keep these episodes to around 20 to 25 minutes. So we're, we're running, running up to the end here so quick. Um, but before we do, I like to hear a little bit experiences um, from the two of you. Um, we love hearing stories from re- in your real estate career. Um, and we all know that real estate, it's a, it's a roller coaster. You got your ups, your downs. Um, so kind of take us to one of the, one of the periods in your career that was like, it was, it was the most difficult. Um, one of the, one of the troughs that you've experienced, um, and what was the the lesson that you pulled out of that? Yeah, this is Dan. I could tell you the, uh, the trough would definitely have been 2008 when the real estate market collapsed on itself, um, because of the mortgage crisis. And what that did was remove both uh, supply and demand, which is really interesting. Um, And it really dried up the sources of funding as well. So properties that were to have been refinanced because, say, they were commercial loans, 
and during that time were nearly impossible to get financing for. And so many people have, you know, to lose their commercial properties, even if they were cash flow positive and, you know, returning uh, great cap rates, uh, banks just weren't willing to lend. So unfortunately, uh, myself and others in that uh, space lost, you know, significant amount of, of capital uh, due to not only the decrease in the, you know, overall valuation of the property, but also in the ability for you to continue that uh, funding arrangement with uh, banks. So it was definitely a struggle. <clears throat> um, what I learned from that, <clears throat> uh, I learned from that was, you know, really stay very close to the lender and understand early on what their capabilities are and if it is going to be a portfolio loan and kept in their uh, house, what that looks like and what their requirements of capital are going forward. Because, you know, there are always, there will always be a dip in real estate every 10 to 20 years. So understanding what those needs are from your uh, capital providers, super important. And when that loan comes uh, new, what your partners are willing to do too, because they may also be uh, strapped for cash and look for that um, cash to come out of that property. So, that was the lesson I learned. Stay close to your, your lender and be very um, tied to your partners on each of the deals because um, that will become the test, uh, that partnership and what you've come to agreement on. Um, and then the high points, of course, have been buying at points that are low, low right? Um, <laughs> even though they're very tight on capital, because you stay close to those bankers and people to provide the capital and other investors, they said, you know what, let's go out and look for something. Um, those were some of the best times. So even the worst right times, right yeah, low, rate. <laughs> low rate. So yeah. even the worst times, uh, you can turn around and say, hey, look, let's take advantage of this. So those are my two. Mm -hmm. nice. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. And you know, I... Yeah, I, I can uh, pitch in here a little bit. I mean, I haven't been in the investment side as long. Um, I mean, right now I'd say the high is the low rates, like I mentioned there. Um, I it, that was pretty exciting. Uh, I mean, even in the midst of all this craziness. Um, but you know, I I'd say the challenges I've had as a broker, and then also um, with this technology business in the last year, year and a half, is is more so around. Um, building the right, you know, the network, right? And, and and like I said, putting yourself out there. But what I've learned is just persevering and never giving up on those email follow-ups, uh, phone call follow-ups. Uh, I have, there are a few instances where I followed up probably for eight months regularly, um, and it finally stuck. And we got an amazing, you know, customized white label opportunity that we're, you know, working. So there's a lot of um, just perseverance involved in real estate, of course, um, whether it's buying and holding, right, and, and not getting scared and, and just uh, persevering through the ups and downs in the market, um, as well as just in, um, you know, uh, that next big deal that you're trying to um, secure. So, uh, yeah, that, that's probably what I have from my experience. Yeah. I love it. And uh, eight months, that is, first of all, kudos to you because following up for eight months, that's, it's a hard thing just to remember that, that long. It's a very difficult thing, but. Um, right. Yeah. I got to put that in the calendar. Even, it was even before the business was launched. It was. That early. Yeah. yeah I just, you know, every time I followed up and never heard back, I would just move it to the next month. And like, just, you know, every three to weeks to a month, I would just keep moving it. And finally, you know what? They're like, Hey, thanks for, uh, 
Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it for a year now. <laughs> sure thing. Let's go. <laughs> that is great. That's great. And uh I mean it's absolutely true. We've um we've seen it in our own business where we're uh, following up with um, you know, sellers and uh one at one point they're like, "Yeah, we'll 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 think about it. Um check check up with us in a week." Mm-hmm. And we check up in a week and then yeah. a month and then another month and you know, I think the last one is our, our longest is six, so not eight, but it's pretty close. Um, but somebody did yeah, say it. they wanted to go forward. So, yep, amazing, exactly. Pays off. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, um, before we close out here, why don't each of you guys just give us um, one piece of advice? You know, you you both have been in the business for quite some time, um, and so you, you've you know you've been through the ups, you've been through the downs. Um, so, if you were to go back to to yourself starting out um, however many years ago and just say, you know, a one liner, one piece of advice, follow this um, to, to see success in the future. What would that piece of advice be? Yeah, my piece of advice is to um, stick to your values. And that means, um, you know, personal values as far as what kind of deals you want to get involved in. And then also your values as a business person. Um, Follow that gut instinct around your values because that'll be the absolute critical part of when things go wrong, that you stick to those values, you'll be able to rectify it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I was going to initially, the first thing that comes to mind is very similar, follow your heart. Um, I think that's big, whether you call it your heart, your intuition, your gut, whatever it is, um, whether, when it's building those partnerships uh, at the beginning. Um, and and following through the, with your you know all of that I, persevering i'd say you know really the, i love this quote from uh it's napoleon hill's book think and grow rich uh winners never quit and quitters never win and i've always remembered that when it does get tough um and doesn't seem like you're moving anywhere uh and then you know just around the corner with that next follow through uh you know something happens so I, yeah, those two pieces of advice I'd say have worked out, worked some wonders for us. So, yeah, much I success to everyone. Stick <laughs> yeah. to your values and never give up. Those uh, two pieces mm-hmm. of advice that you can't go wrong with. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. So you guys, um, I'm sure I can speak for everybody listening and watching. Um, we appreciated you coming on here and sharing some of your wisdom. Um, before we, we sign off, though, um, if somebody did want to get in contact with you, um, how, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can email me directly at Marshall, with two L's, at brokerassist.com. Um, and yeah, and that works. And check out our website as well there, brokerassist.com. If you have any questions on that, I'd be happy to you know discuss. And you know, Dan, I can forward anything to Dan as well. So. All right, there you go. So um, check out brokerassist.com and I'll also put the his LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So if anybody listening or watching wants to get in contact, go there um, and yeah. reach out to Marshall and he can uh, he can get you in contact with Dan. Um, again, cool. thank you guys very much for coming on. Um, we really appreciate it. And for everybody listening and watching, we look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Wonderful, thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Jason. It was wonderful to be here. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you for joining us on the Real Estate Investing Club. If you feel we provided value, we would appreciate it if you hit that thumbs up, share it with your friends online, whatever it may be. 
you'd like to share or partner with us on an investment deal, we are always looking for quality projects. Go to www.therealestateinvestingclub.com to get in contact with one of our partners. Otherwise, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, click on the invest with us button. That'll pop up the investor form, fill that out, and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.